0: And so, when you move from Revelation chapter 1, 2, 3, and then you now move to chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 1. This is what you hear. I said, 1, 2, 3, prepare the church. He is also promising them some good things when they do certain things. For those who overcome, he says, I'll give access to the tree of life. So he's making certain benefits clear to the church. that faithfulness, steadfastness, holiness, righteousness, to keep it, walk with it, will benefit you in the following way. And so he's talking about entry and the kingdom of God. Because you know the tree of life is in heaven, right? And then now, Revelation chapter 4, he says, in fact, those of you of Bibles who have t- that have titles, you see is written, The Throne in Heaven. The Throne in Heaven. Then he says the following, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and uh, again at once I was in the spirit and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it and the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby a rainbow that shone like an emerald and circled the throne and it says surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones and seated on them were the 24 elders then he goes on to say they were dressed in a white in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came forth flashes of lightning, rumbling and peals of thunder. In front of the throne were seven lamps. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne there was what looked like a sea of glass as clear as crystal then he goes on to say in the center around the throne were the four living creatures and they were covered with eyes in front and back so let us stop for a moment up to there before we enter now at the center of the throne because today really we are going to measure in there but what you see right away very clearly is the following what you see very clearly is the following you see 1, 2, 3 Revelation chapters 1, 2, 3 he is preparing the church but when Revelation chapter 4 comes in the title the throne in heaven then you hear him saying look come here he says after this I looked and before me was a door standing open in heaven then he says come here come up here And I will show you what is about to happen. And I said, that is what simulates your rapture of the church. What is synonymous with the uptake of the church. The day the church is taken up into the kingdom of God. That's essentially what he's saying. Because he's discussing the preparation... The repentance here, revival here, and then all of a sudden you go to chapter 4 and says, The door opens into heaven. This says, Come up here, and I will show you what is to happen after this. Meaning there are some events that are going to roll out. But come up here. And then the next thing you realize, he's now standing before the throne of God inside heaven. And when he's before the throne of God Almighty inside heaven then now he is able to describe some things about the throne so the conversation has shifted from the church up here now the church is up there seeing and inside there and describing the things of inside there the throne of God and so I want to bring your attention to the fact that he's describing describing um, the throne of the Lord Yahweh and of, of the Lamb so the Lamb is there seated on the right hand side we all know too well, very well, that when eventually the Messiah comes to the earth, then the glorious throne will be set up for him. Do you remember that? Where you'll have also your thrones on both sides, right? And so we, we know that. But for now, he's seated at the right on the right hand side of God the Father in heaven. And so when he's there, so John is seeing the throne of God. And he's seeing 24 other thrones. He's now describing the events inside. Come up here. And then he goes up there. But he's now able to describe the throne of God and 24 other thrones, 24 elders, white garments, crowns of gold. And then as we proceed, then you realize he moves now to the center of the throne and he encounters the four living creatures where our conversation is going to center today. Are we together? And so he says, still on uh, on, on Revelation chapter 4, but now, verse 6, also in front of the throne was what looked like a sea of glass as clear as crystal. Then he goes on to say, in the center around the throne were the four living creatures. And they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. And the second one like an ox. And the third one had the face of a man. And the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings. And were covered with eyes all around. Even under the wings. Day and night they never stopped saying, Holy Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Verse 9, it says, Whenever the living creatures give glory and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say you are worthy our lord and god to receive glory honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created by your like your pleasure your will you understand and have their being so this is very important now it has ended this is a very important part of today's conversation, this one here, chapter 4. Because now, all of a sudden now, the church is inside heaven and describing the throne of God and the events that take place there. And I'm deriving this for you because we want to understand what is this that is happening to the earth, the prophecies I gave, of the coronavirus. The disease distress that you see it's really a disease distress it's a distress globally aircrafts have to be sprayed, what, people have to be masked what is the situation everywhere, School shut down, football games, what they love doing most they cannot go to them, baseball games they cannot go they, they I mean it's difficult to enter supermarkets in some places you cannot it is really a disease distress but I'm saying That all this is on the journey to making the world, you people, understand what is happening now. The prophecies are fulfilled and what is the instruction. And so, at this place we see already chapter 4, the throne of God. Now we are introduced to the throne of God. And when you introduce the throne of God, it talks about the throne of God Almighty, Almighty Yahweh. And then the twenty four other throne, twenty four elders on them, crowns, white garment. And then now it says at the center of the throne. Now he moves to the center. That is the innermost you can get inside the throne of God. The center of the throne. This is the inside most you can get because when you see the four living creatures that is now inside God that's where God is now that's now the holy of holies of the holiest of the holiest the four living creatures and today you're going to realize that in the conversation I've lined up for you here we're going to major quite a bit on the four living creatures you are going to realize that these two prophets here the one who speaks with you here that you are seeing with your eyes now actually operates from inside the throne of God And has conversations with those four living creatures for the events like coronavirus locust to realize upon the face of the earth. So you see that now, step by step. And so it's amazing because it says the first living creature looks like a lion. The second living creature, he says, and I told you that lion has wings. Now that is the part that the Lord left out for these two prophets when they enter inside the throne. So every time you say, I've been to the throne, then now you understand. Now you understand there's so much left out that is not shared with you people. That today he took me to his throne and he gave me the leaves. But though the leaves, that is now behind the throne. So meaning, normally he passes with the prophets of the Lord. He passes with him through the throne and he goes to the other side of the Ark of the Covenant. That's why sometimes he sees the door open. not the other side. So you live in such times as such reality is now dawning on the earth right and so now I'm saying he's now introducing the four living creatures he says the first one is like a lion and he said the second one is like an ox and I know each one of them because I've had conversation with them on this mission of the Lord and he says the third one is like has a face like man then I said now look look In this conversation, in this mission, to interact with them, to do the ministry that you have, the move, the the administration going on on the earth now, the interaction with them, in this mission, i said that uh, the first one like a lion, the second one like an ox, the third one with a face like man, the fourth one like a flying eagle. Then I said, when I read the third one, I said, the third one, by the way, I said, The third living creature is also like an ox. And except that he has a big head which is like human head. So you can imagine the interaction of the throne of God. The dread at the throne of God. And hoofs. I don't want to describe more. So that is what I shared last time and I can share it today also. That's now what was not written here. That's what you only find when you get there on this mission. The Lord left it that when this prophet would go there, he would bring it to you. And so, like never was it written that there would be two, right? Though people had an idea, yes, that one is in the glorious body anyway. Yes, so, but anyhow, so, the third one is also like an ox, and I cannot describe more, Hoofs, but with the face with a big head that like man and a very glorious face a very a very holy face absolutely very very holy and very serious because he is frowned and the lines the lines are running the lines on the face the, the lines when you're serious those horizontal lines that cross your face when you're serious So that is now inside the throne of God. Inside. I'm describing now the inside of the throne where the lamb is there. We're going to see very shortly. And the Lord himself. Hallelujah. And so, even now, and and so he goes on and on. But chapter 5 now introduces the scroll that is in the hand of God the Father. Revelation chapter 5, he says, Then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll with writings on both sides, sealed with seals. So what you have is the following. You have a scroll with seals. And if, you, if I read further, you tell you there are seven seals. So what you have is this. You will find that that scroll is written on both inside and out. But look, it is scrolled, it's rolled and sealed and rolled and sealed and rolled, so different sections of different messages, different events, if you will. Hallelujah! And then he says, And I saw again, then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writings on both sides and sealed with seven seals, and I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. So this is the first time you hear inside heaven an emotional expression, right? But we had one another time before, right? Do you remember Isaiah before the throne? Yes, we also had for the first time emotionalism when he said, "Oh, I'm dead meat. Oh, I'm finished. I'm standing here and my eyes have seen the Lord. And yet I'm not." So, but now I, isaiah cried we can consider that he cried out but this is more vivid that he expressed a lot of emotions because i wept and wept and then when you go further then he's being told no because they're looking for somebody on earth under the earth in the space here inside heaven above the heavens, everywhere. What is he that is worthy, is capable, is able to take the scroll from the right hand side of the right hand of God the Father and open it? Why? Because the time to open the seals had arrived. The time to open the seal had arrived. In those ancient days, you remember scrolls were used as legal documents? Like title deeds were scrolled. I think some of them you still roll them in your places, Right? But then these were at seals. So, in other words, he's saying, who is it that is able to take the scroll, leave alone even take, to look into the scroll and unveil to us because the time has come for the content to be realized, to be executed. But, if at all, the earth because of what is coming up. I don't want to jump the gun, right? Yes. What is that? I didn't hear you properly. <laughs> I don't want to jump it. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, I don't want to jump the gun. What I'm saying is that if you will know the events that are taking place when the scroll, the seals are being broken on the scroll like you can see the beginnings now coronavirus and name it the locust and the title i gave you i said the beginnings of birth pain and then i said executing the judgments of the lamb then i said the release the the four horsemen of the apocalypse so if you look at the titling that i did which means when the seals are going to be broken there are certain events. That's why we're trying to explain the coronavirus. So you may know exactly where you're at. Why is it happening to the earth? What's the importance? What's the message, right? But if you will know the events that roll out, which we're going to see very soon, when the seals of the scroll are broken, and whose judgments, whose judgments these two prophets have come to execute... Oh, even how how terrible how tremendous for one to appear who has been given the mandate to execute the judgments of the lamb upon the face of the earth how enormous I bless you my son for that you see that Who? Oh, how how and then come and walk with you here and mix here and then you take some soil try to soil so but i'm saying just look at the gravity even to think that one would appear who has been given authority by heaven to go and execute the judgments of the lamb upon the face of the earth meaning give the prophecy of coronavirus 2005 and 15 five years later the whole world almost come on its knees give the prophecy of the locust The nations almost go on their bellies and it's still a developing story you see that now so even there's so much they don't have to lose even to think that one is given authority by the throne the throne of power By God Yahweh to come and execute as we're going to see shortly the judgments of the lamb that's why I'm saying if you are to understand the events that roll out when the seals are broken then you'll understand the lamb is simply taking back possession of the real estate that is called the earth in other words who is it that is able to take this title deed from the hand of God the father and say, I've taken it. And open to retake the the, the the title, the earth, the ownership of the earth, to retake it back from the hands of the devil. So there is so much ahead of us here. There is so much ahead, right? Yeah. This is the conversation I wanted us to have. Hmm? This is the conversation I wanted us to have. So the other bishops, how far are they? No, no, no. When you took the this is an amazing time in the history of the church. It's already coming to six. So he's saying, who is it? that has authority enough to take back that title deed that is in the hand of God the Father the title deed of the earth because you realize the breaking of the seal rolls out events on the earth meaning the retaking of the earth repossession of the earth taking it away from Satan now back to the Lord so then now you understand even the relationship the tight relationship very shortly you are going to see between these two prophets and the lamb himself, the lamb so that they can execute the judgments of the lamb on the earth the low caste the, 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 the low caste the, the, the coronavirus, the, the earthquakes the what, everything Ebola are we together? then now He goes on to say, so let's just read through, finish the chapter, and then we'll be able to put everything together, right? It says, And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth, for me I normally add under the sea also, and it says, could open the scroll or even look inside it. I wept and wept, expression of emotion right there, but no one could be found. I I wept and wept because no one could be found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside it. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has triumphed. And now he is able to open the scroll and his seven seals." So, so now, that is very powerful. He's saying the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, is the one that is now worthy to open the scroll. And so when you read on, later when you read on, you're going to see. But he's saying the lion of the tribe, the root of David, is the one that's worthy. Why? Because based on the merit of the work he did, even in the song they were singing, that you purchased unto our God all the peoples of the earth, you are now worthy to take the scroll, right? Based on the merit of the work on the cross. So while some people, the churches on the earth here may despise the cross, but I just want to bring it to your attention that the cross is a treasure in heaven. It's an everlasting treasure inside heaven. In fact, it's the identity and the power of the Messiah and he goes on to say here as we develop this message bit by bit hallelujah he goes on to say then okay then then he says then I saw a lamb looking as if he had been slain standing at the center of the throne and circled by the four living creatures and the elders the lamb had seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent into sent out into the whole earth he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne so this is very important here he says now he sees the lamb the lamb is where he's standing in the center at the center of the throne the lamb is actually at the center of the throne and when the lamb is standing there at the center of the throne the lamb is encircled by these four living creatures and then the next perimeter is actually the 24 elders. And then now, the lamb he saw looks like he had been slaughtered. So I gave some detail. I said in the conversation that I had with John the Baptist before the throne of God, April 2nd, 2004, I said that in that conversation, as I spoke with John, of course it's a, such a landmark prophecy because from here to Israel, from Israel to come back, the changes you see happening now transfigured, the garment, glorious all these things are happening there and each of them is very iconic has a value, like why the changes of oh, this is very powerful why the changes of leadership in Israel then the garment is now glorious before the throne of God it's like that, I described that if you had a pen and you touched, that mark would be seen And then, shortly then, behold the Lamb of God. The Lamb now comes. So each of them is very well set in that prophecy of April 2nd, 2004. But look at this now. It says, now, the Lamb at the center, as though he was slain, in that April 2nd, at one point, I am walking inside the throne of God. Inside now. I've I'm now, I'm now left outside. I'm inside the glory and inside the throne. And as I walk there, I'm able to reach just a little bit of a distance. Then he was stretching. He, he stretched his neck towards the right, which was my left. So as I'm walking, then all of a sudden I saw the lamb at the center of the throne. And I saw the super glorious seat of the Lamb. Super glorious. I I cannot describe. I see it now again. Super glorious. Whiter than white and too glorious. The seat of the Lamb. The throne of the Lamb. And the Lamb was seated there. Then what he did was this. The Lamb now, he stretched towards the right. He stretched his neck like this to look at me when I had come inside the throne he stretched his neck like this and when he stretched like this when I saw that he had been slaughtered he had been slit and blood had poured on the glory around his chest like this and so he had been slit and then I can share more now then I was, when I moved a little further I was able now to see more I was able to see the knife that slaughtered him and then i was also able to see the bars the bar the door with bars that he locked I, I think what the lord did then he took me down to show me the door he locked the door to hell and hates but in that process he locked for you never to never to to to, to get there for those that would believe so but I'm saying this is now at the center of the throne and that's why I said we may never understand in this life the gravity and the extent and the depth of the cross what happened because all of a sudden now I see he has been slaughtered and the blood flowed over the glory on his chest the lamb at the center of the throne so there is so much information, and which I want to describe before I go into the interaction between this prophet and the Lamb and the creatures, right? Which is what we are going to launch on today. And so, they talk about the scroll. And so, uh, we've read uh, Revelation chapter five, the scroll, and he goes on to say here, he went and took the scroll. From the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when, when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell before the lamp. Ah, powerful. Then it says, each had a harp. And they were holding golden bowls full of incense. Those are like the prayers of the saints, which are the prayers of God's holy people. Then it says, verse 9 and they sung a new song saying you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe every language, every people every nation, that's why there should never be tribalism or racism does he say that he purchased only men There should never be issues of feminism or or masculinism. I don't know what they are called. Everybody was purchased. That's why you see it's so beautiful the way you're sitting here. You're all communities of Kenya. You're all tribes. This is very powerful. Because he's saying that they were singing a song to him describing his worthiness to take the scroll from the Father the title deed of the earth and reclaim it because each each seal he breaks you will see and take it back from the hands of the enemy the real estate the worship center of the universe the earth and and he's saying so, so he goes on to say again You are worthy to take the scroll and to open his seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe, every language and every people and every nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, ten thousand times, ten thousands. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. So you can see what he's trying to bring there. He's trying to bring there the supremacy of the Lamb what he's trying to underscore there is the supremacy of the lamp that the lamp is supreme his superiority first of all there is none like him in the heavens above the heavens under the earth, on the earth, anywhere and then now he's also saying that is so worthy that they sing this and remember this is happening at the center of the throne where the lamb is and the four living creatures the 24 elders then now you have these multitudes of multitude of millions upon millions of angels they are singing this song they are they are praising the lamb for his worthiness are we together let me try to push because 7 o'clock sharp we should stop and start having some meals and joking we are very serious so then he says so this is what happens around the lamb just to bring supremacy to the lamb to underscore that to you that this is the level of his superiority inside heaven so why would somebody go argue with him on the earth here Miyamoto if you were aware of this information Of this seriousness of the lamp. Why would you say. Because I'm going to bring it to you. Oh I hope you can give me time today. Can we go up to 10 o'clock. I want me to push this as much as I can. Because there are people globally. Who are tuned in. They would want us to make more mileage. Aiming at the fourth seal. We have not even begun the first seal. So, it's amazing because later you'll see, as as shortly you'll see, when I begin to delve deep into the matters of the Lamb and the center of the throne, that you'll find in the conversation with the creatures, the four living creatures, you know, those ones are now, they're inside God. Those say where God is, God the Father, the four living creatures. But you'll see that um, on the earth... They utterly abused him. But now heaven is glorifying him. Heaven. The glorious kingdom of heaven is glorifying him. But mankind said no. They considered him nothing. They abused him and blackmailed him. In fact, they did not consider he was God. They considered he was not from God also. They, they said he was demonic. You understand? I... And then now we see the glorification in heaven. So on the earth, we need to hold a a global day of repentance on a daily basis. That we did that on the earth, while heaven glorifies Him this much. It's very heart heart wrenching, heart-breaking, heart-crushing. Right? And so He says the following here. They sing then. Then I looked. And I heard the voices of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, ten thousand times ten thousand, and they circled the throne. Uh and the living creatures and the elders in a loud voice they sang worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive the power and the wealth and the wisdom and the strength and the honor and the glory and the praise verse 13 of revelation chapter 5 he says then i heard every creature in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and in the seas and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praised be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. You understand? So it's very serious. It's very serious the way heaven adorns him, decorates him and honors him. It met the Father, bring the crown of the Messiah and show me go tell them on the earth that this time around he is enthroned he is crowned just the way december 22nd god the father last year came and crowned me so beautifully with this glory and he has done it before the white glory from heaven through the sun he has always come to crown this prophet crown this prophet and so so these are mighty times that's what i'm saying that god can do that you capture in your video but in heaven he's being crowned beautifully and the lord showed me his crown including the bluish rich gold bluish whoever thought there would be bluish gold the richest of gold, the, the bluish that are the sides on those main vertical pieces, you know, beautiful, beautiful king. And as in go and tell them that this time the Messiah is crowned and enthroned, he's not coming back to the manger. To read John chapter three, verse three. No, he is not. He's coming as a triumphant king. Hallelujah he's not he's not coming to read John chapter 3 and uh, Nicodemus that kind of argument no he's not coming to argue in the byways of this world and so the scroll and the seals the scrolls were prophetic documents that were prepared by the prophets of the Lord number two they always contained public records And number three the prophets of the Lord always chronicled their holy oracles inside their sacred scrolls and then the other number is that the prophets of the Lord always sealed the scrolls with seals so that when the prophecy is fulfilled upon their pronouncement and sealing the scroll they pronounced and wrote and sealed All heard, but when the prophecy was fulfilled, I'm going to read it for you, Dr. Joy. But I'm going to read it again, my daughter. Then, when the prophecy was fulfilled, then the seals were broken, and then it was such a tremendous time to now read and see. Let me repeat this the scrolls were prophetic documents that belonged to the prophets of the Lord. Number two, documentation of the holy oracles of God was always done in the scrolls by the holy prophets of the Lord number three the prophets always chronicled their holy oracles in those scrolls meaning you could look at the scrolls and know which scroll was written when and inside them were written the message but the one of heaven is written both inside and outside so that is quite astounding also that is the difference now. and the scrolls were sealed with seals. and he's saying here, the seals sealed the document. Number two, the seals therefore preserve the integrity of the inside content. They always preserve the integrity of the inside content. So you are sure that the inside content is the original content, the original oracle, the original writings, the original provisions, the original law if it was a piece of law. And you see, because the prophets write the oracles of God, so these were legal documents. Because the prophets deal with the law of God. And it says here, the seals had to be broken and opened by an by authorized persons. Unauthorized person meaning A-N authorized. Not U-N. By the authorized person. Nobody non-authorized would be allowed to open the seals. And it says and if a non-authorized person opened the seal they would be put to death that's just how serious it is it's a God scroll has the covenant judgments of God so that's why I want to end with the seals and the scrolls but you can see very clearly that David sends this soldier to run to the front line with a scroll to give to the captain sealed to give to the commander and this soldier is faithful, he runs with the scroll, he is not able to open because he's not authorized to open it. But when he arrives there, he gives it the commander, and that commander opens like this, look, opens it and reads, breaks the seal, opens and reads, and then is like this. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, takes it and puts him in the front line, Ah, he shot dead he could not open it he didn't know the content so now having talked about the scroll I want to talk about the inside of the throne of God that I've discussed where this conversation today is going to develop from in order for us to understand why the corona virus at this hour why the locusts are this hour why the boils that are coming why the frogs have seen why the flies why the darkness I've seen why the collision of the stars until one of the the, the, the planets until some pieces b- b- split but what has gripped the earth now is coronavirus why and what is the message then but you see that the events I'm going to relate to you in my conversation with the living creatures at the throne of God happen inside inside the throne where the four living creatures are and that's also where the lamb and his throne is and that's also where God the father is so it's really going to be an inside conversation right but once you have already reached there there is some dread I want to bring forward to you Once you have entered that place, you've reached a place where now you are seeing the four living creatures. You're really now inside, very much in the inside of the throne. There is some dread I want to bring to your attention. That is a place where you meet God face to face. So that's what I want to handle first, to bring gravity before we move on with how the seals were broken. Right? So inside the throne of God. And then your subtitle there becomes Meeting God at His Throne. This is what these prophets have done. Meeting God at His Throne. That's why I said today is going to be a little extensive for you to open up some scholarship on this matter and deepen the expedition, right? Hallelujah. I thought you were... So anyhow, meeting God inside the throne, what does that mean? Let us begin with the book of Revelation, chapter 22. Are we ready to go or not yet? Anybody ready? Revelation chapter 22, I'm reading verses 1 to 5. Listen to what he says. And this is the dream. The reason I'm f- focusing on this because I'm talking to a generation that is sitting on the verge of going to do exactly this. That's why I thought I should expand a bit of this for you. Going to do this up there. Hallelujah. And Jesus is Lord. He said, Revelation 22, 1 to 5, he says the following. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great city, down the down the middle down the middle of the great street of the city. So he's talking about the main street. If you understood what he's trying to say there, that that new Jerusalem, that city also has a main street, walking there, greeting people, finding people. You will know people. When you walk there, you will know them. You will be able to say, this is Professor Njagi. She made it. And this is Professor Ambula and Professor Bichuzokach. Why are only professors entering? But anyway, you will be able to see people and say, this is Professor Njoro, right? But they have entered. You are greeting each other in the main street. And there is no coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) So you can relax and enjoy the ambience, Right? And so he's saying the following that there's a main street if you understood that right that the river of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of god and of the lamb down the middle of the great street of the city on each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit yielding 12 you bearing 12 crops of fruit yielding its fruit every month now you see if you ever read the book of Revelation chapter ten, you just hold that and read ten verse six. If you hold that and read Revelation chapter ten verse six, this is what you find. You are holding this. You are coming back to it, right? Are we together? So now it's becoming enjoyable, Bishop Netich. Well, man, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Mombasa is far. I longed. I said you. Nobody should be should miss. So Revelation chapter six verse chapter chapter ten verse six. He says the following. And he swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and all that are in them, the earth and all that is in it, and the sea and all that is in it, and said, there will be no more delay. So you see, at that point he is describing time. Time is called delay. Like now, you're waiting for the coming of the Messiah. So there is that delay to cover until the Messiah comes. So time is called delay. Time is called delay. Like if you're waiting for tomorrow, then there is that delay. That is called time. You have to cover that time. But he's describing Revelation chapter 10 verse 6 when time has finally surrendered. Have you ever heard a song that says when time has finally surrendered? Time is no more. Meaning there will be no more delay. The Messiah is now here. You can now see God. There's no more delay. Did you understand? Well, I wanted to bring that to your attention. But he's saying that because then the concept of time has now gone away. Right? The Messiah has come, God is now here. But look at this now. But he's saying that when you enter heaven where there is no concept of time, that's why you see this prophet can speak in 2015 about the coronavirus to the detail of now. So he has no concept of time. He was talking to the doctors, he was seeing a disease distress, he was saying, Let us do culture. He was seeing what. So you're seeing now then because they don't have the concept of time yeah, no delay in heaven it is like that how much more then that there is a tree in heaven bearing 12 crops of fruit and each month meaning time in heaven is going to be measured by this tree yeah in months that is the concealed secret you see in the scripture where there is now no time, there's a new calibration for time based on the crops of the tree, twelve crops, and see each month. That's not an earthly parameter. It's not an earthly time, right? Are we together? This is now the way heaven measures time in terms of months. You would almost want to set the lunar calendar, but that's the way the Hebrew calendar is. So and then he says. Revelation 22, 1 to 5, we're going on. he says the following. Twelve crops of fruit yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Verse 3 says, no longer will there be any curse, meaning there is no sin, right? Or no death, right? The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. Verse 4 says, They will see him face to face. They will see his face. This is why I brought in this scripture for you, because I want to talk about going inside where I go, where I'm going to interact. You're going to see how I interact with the living creatures, the Lamb, the living creatures, and the horsemen, and come to the earth and execute. But at this position, this is where you meet God face to face. That's why I said, meeting God at his throne. That's why the title is that way, the subtitle. So this is now meeting God. But he's saying, anyhow, in the arrangement of time and rapture and entry of the church into glory, you will meet him face to face in that city. This is what he's saying here. So this becomes a very important aspect for you in this message. Because in any case, you people are looking forward to, right? Why would I skip it then? And then he says the following They will see his face, you know. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. Verse 5. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of the lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord will give, for the Lord God will give them light. And they will reign forever and ever. The, this it's meeting God face to face now you see the location it's, it's it is in heaven it is in the kingdom of glory and so I wanted us to develop this a bit it's quite extensive so I'd rather make mileage on it and it's coming to seven here so he says in the book of Isaiah chapter 6 the dread of meeting God At his throne that is the whole thing i'm handling here to bring gravity so you don't think that it is a joke just to go into the throne ah, (laughs) laugh there and what and come out no 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 these are the gravities i've never underscored to you people when i said i've just come from the throne of god he gave me the leaves meaning he traversed and went even to the behind part of the throne beyond the ark of the covenant where the tree of life is So this is the untold story now opening up, right? Now you see the gravity of going to heaven. Hallelujah. And then he says here, Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah also has this kind of encounter. Isaiah chapter 6, if you are ready. I wish I can make mileage. Because that will release my time tomorrow. It would make it easier for me, right? Isaiah chapter 6 blessed people he says in the year that King Uzziah died I saw the Lord high and exalted seated on a throne and the train of his robe filled the temple Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, and the two wings they covered their feet. And with the remaining two wings they were flying, meaning readiness to serve. You under, we all talked about this. The enthusiasm to serve. Meaning the two wings are always ready to go. And you see they are the angels of fire, they're the highest angels in the hierarchy. And as they fly, look at this now. They emit fire like lightning. That's why they're called the burning angels in Hebrew. And we spoke very clearly that at that time the people of Judah under King Uzziah was very good, growing a lot of crop. He was tilling the land. He's a man. They called him the man of the soil. He liked soil. He grew crops. He, he had a thousand cattle in the farms and all this. But we saw very clearly that during the time that he was king, there was a shadow. It, it had it had be clouded the eyes of God's people, Judah. So they were not able to see the Lord such that now when King Uzziah died the vulnerability the shaking of the nation they shook, they're like hey what shall we do? But then the Lord waits until King Uzziah is removed out of the picture then he allows Isaiah now to see the king of Judah the true, the real one now the immortal king of Judah and he's he's saying that Judah has never lacked anybody to sit on the throne This was the message we brought up the other day, right? All of you know this. But the gravity at the throne is what we are trying to pull from there, right? Are we together? And it says, Holy, and they were calling out one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke war unto me you see the emotion I talked about right on this side I cried I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean, of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the king the lord of hosts then one of the seraphim then the process that happened on the cross begins right there right but we saw the same process when we looked at the book of Zechariah chapter 3 right when Zechariah stands before the Christ you remember in Kisumu, before the cloud came, but it's amazing because as Zechariah stands before stands like this before him, if you go to is it uh, one of this I think is Matthew one twenty six or Luke? It's Matthew Matthew one twenty six. Then they say, "And you shall call him Jesus. You shall name him Jesus, meaning he shall save his people." So that's why when Joshua was standing before him, despite the accusation, the savior he was standing before the savior but this is the process here isaiah goes through there right why because of the gravity at the throne the gravity at the throne that's what i'm trying to deliver to you here that when you go to the throne there is gravity unbelievable gravity the cloud where he lives the cloud you see here there is unbelievable gravity there but because of time let me let me run And then you see, meeting God face to face. This is now Isaiah meeting God face to face. Again, another moment when man meets God face to face. I'm just laying gravity on the events at the throne before I discuss the transactions at the throne. The happening, the cascades at the throne that lead to the coronavirus, right? Are we together? And then he goes on to say the following. The book of Daniel, chapter seven. If you have time, we read. Time moves, isn't it very shocking, right? Time flies. So we can play this in the titles, all right? So, the book of Daniel, chapter seven verses 9 all the way to verse 10 he says the following Daniel chapter 7 9 on as I looked, thrones were set up in place and the ancient of days took his seat Ah, that is the Lord of hosts that's the one that uh, let me put it this way I don't know whether you understand who is talking here for the new born have come today those who have come today the one you speak with He meets God face to face. I don't know whether you are aware. Those who have just come today. The rest know because they have been here. I've talked about this. For example, when uh, he came to tell me about the prophecy of the locust is going to be fulfilled. The prophecy was given. But when he came to say that now the fullness of time has come. I saw him from afar quite a distance. In that dream, I saw he was far. And I realized that is the Lord. Okay. I'm talking about the person of God the Father. The person of God the Father. We are not young, right? The person of God the Father. So I saw and then I realized, this is the Lord. So I was a bit terrified. But then what happened is that uh, he timed me so that all of a sudden while he was far, all of it, when I was crossing like this all of a sudden I realized it was right there he had arrived I'm talking about here and possibly where that uh, table is or where that table is Ben Hams, the foot of that table or this one here all of a sudden he has, he, he has arrived and when he arrived because he was facing this way he timed me when I was crossing like this he made me cross this way So then he stopped. When he stopped and was aware that I had stopped because I had seen him. So I stopped in in shock. So he turned a bit like this and faced me. And then he did this. He put locust between himself and I. A lot of locust. And then he said. The whole country. The whole country. Then I look like this. As I feel sorry for you. Then I say, the whole country. The whole country. Because they have touched you. So the, the, the seriousness of the face and all that—the communication. Please, I don't want to give details here. But I'm saying, for those who have just come, I don't know whether you know that the one who speaks with you here meets God face to face so you get to know it now people now you are now now you are aware right so I'm laying the gravity of meeting God at his throne and you see here Daniel chapter 7 Daniel also sees the ancient of days as i looked thrones were set up in place were set in place and the ancient of days took his seat his clothing i cannot even describe to you the clothes i cannot i really I cannot I, I don't want really uh, even, the, I I don't want please, okay. That runs on the. Sh- please let let me not describe this, right? Hallelujah. So he says, his clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head was as white like white was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire and His wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before Him. Thousands upon thousands attended Him. Ten thousand times, ten thousand stood before Him. The court was seated and the books were opened. So this is yet another moment. This is now Daniel. When now man encounters God, the ancient of days, face to face hallelujah so you understand the events right and then the book of exodus 24 let's look at the gravity 24 verse 17 the gravity of meeting God face to face that you may understand when I start telling you that I was inside the throne and that the Lamb broke the seal and the living creature came and after speaking with me he went back to the to the, to the the glory. He released the horseman. The horseman came, stopped here, had a conversation with me, and I came back here, and when I spoke into the earth, I saw him running all over the earth, step by step, right? Then you'll understand until we have read the coronavirus, right? Which is actually the fourth seal, right? So the book of Exodus 24... there's no time no because there was so much message but there's no time right so Exodus chapter 24 because we are really at the introduction of this message and I think it's like a 15 hour long message here right Exodus 24 verse 17 this is what he says To the Israelites, the glory of the Lord looked like consuming fire on top of the mountain. So then, that is the limitation I'm talking about. That's the dread I want to talk about. That's why it's dreadful to meet God face to face. Because His glory is consuming fire. And because of the sinful nature of man the inherent of course now born again you repent turn away from sin and sustain righteousness but the sinful nature of the mortal man is what inhibits what bars him from meeting God face to face hallelujah and so you can imagine for yourself how holy holiest holy This the one speaking with you is to be able to go and meet god face to face even recently even recently when he put the locust between himself and myself i thought it was fun that all of a sudden he arrived then he said whole country I think we're on the path, right? But anyhow, the dread... So he's saying the limitation is because God himself is the consuming fire. His glory is consuming fire. So, he's incinerating sin, and that's why you can easily be incinerated. And that's why there is that limitation. That you're not able to access God face to face. I just want to lay gravity on going inside there first before we handle going in there and the seals and the interaction, the conversation with the lamb and the four living creatures, right? The book of Numbers chapter 16, if we do a little rush. Numbers 16, 35. Numbers chapter 16, 35. Is everybody on board? I know you are. It's not going to happen, but give me a chance, please. He's saying, number 1635, the senior bishop is in place. Everything is really right here. Number 1636, 1635 says, And fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering the incense. Look at that now. I just want to lay gravity on the dread of going before God and entering where God is before I discuss the breaking of the seals. Hallelujah. Oh yes. Things are quite weighty. So when you hear that I went there and the lamb broke the seal and released the corresponding, the respective living creature. I have a conversation with him. And then he goes there and releases the horseman who stops here. Sometimes the horseman normally kneel down. The horse normally kneels down before this prophet, before me. And then I have a conversation with the rider and the horse. And then now release. It is going to be quite a cascade. However, now you understand the gravity entailed. There's so much untold story now the gravity is being delivered to go and meet god at his throne it is not a joke it's not a walk in the park no Abana. hallelujah jesus is lord what a glorious day of victory today is sana they said these are the beautiful songs that this ministry plays that are good for turning our hearts away from our wickedness! <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> it, he, he's going to come shortly and give the narrative. <laughs> he's going to come and give the narrative. <laughs> this is great time. Oh, I love this time, Sana. It is called the hour of power. Even the the quality of conversation we are having here of inside the throne. Come on now. (laughs) So allow me, allow me just do this because of time. (laughs) Allow me do this because of time. He says the following. He says here, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, verse 24, right? Are we still on the same path together? Deuteronomy 24. Chapter 4, verse 24, sorry. Deuteronomy 4.24 yeah, communication here so uh, the Deuteronomy chapter 4.24 it says the following for the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God and jealousy indeed again talking about meeting God I'd rather just read through right because of time oh i should at least cover the first seal today that will be successful right why hebrews chapter 12 verse 29 is the consuming fire how about the book of first john right first john chapter 4 verse 12 first john chapter 4 verse 12 hallelujah first john chapter 4 verse 12 It says the following. Once you're ready, we go. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So you see what he says? No one has ever seen the Lord. I need to read one in the book of John where he says, only the son of man has seen God. This is incredible, right? Very powerful. Hmm? and then the book of John chapter 1 verse 18 John chapter 1 verse 18 oh let me tell you John Lord is here in the book of John chapter 1 verse 18 he says the following no one has ever seen God but the one and only son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the father has made him known so you see I'm just laying gravity on this messenger interacting at the throne of course I've talked about Daniel also seeing the ancient of days and then, you know, that, that I have laid before you, right? But no, it is so serious. Only the Messiah. But now to go and see the Messiah there. But of course, you know, with this conversation I'm having is different. Because the other day, before I leave Lima, Peru, then the Messiah comes. The Lamb of God comes. Oh, there's so much I've not shared here, Right? In the prophecy of April 2nd, 2004, then the Lamb of God comes from that throne. And this for all of you here. Then He comes all the way from that throne that may be at seeing distance of all. And He comes all the way. And everything becomes more glorious. You remember? Everything became more glorious in that prophecy of April 2nd, 2004. But he comes all the way, the tremendous, super glorious Lamb of God. I became more glorious when he arrived. And then he came here. And he did this. From down here. And if you follow that prophecy in the writings then because you know there are things that were arranged which should really instruct you there are many other things there was one involving arafat and then the changes of leadership in israel you see happening today and then the government now becomes glorious the lamb is coming transfiguration has happened right john has dissolved here right but look comes all the way all those were supposed to set up a chronology for you right comes here and then look and then from here but if you follow the prophecy then he woke up but he woke up with him still. But when I was about to travel to Lima Peru, because you know the whole world is waiting for the lamb. How do you wake up and tell them the lamp has come to me? You can understand the position, right? How do I tell them? They are waiting for the lamp. They might, someone might say, many has come. You know, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It's very difficult to transmit this, right? But you see, the sovereignty of the Lord, His prerogative with His servant. Oh, you can't get there. So when He came and then all the way. I'm not going to discuss everything more, but again to where. And then, at the end, of course, first of all, the greeting, oh, am I sharing what I should share? The glorious hands, you know, when it came to fellowship with him. On the hand, you understand? Glorious, super glorious, everything has changed here then came and lay there and folded himself and you remember the moving back moving the back, moving the book back to and then and and slept and with to, to hear the breathing and what you know I described all I think I've been so generous with you people. I try to give so much so it's just amazing to have this conversation hmm? because we're talking about the gravity of meeting God face to face. And I want to come to the seals. But I don't want to escape this. Because you're not children anymore. So that classifies to you this mission. Separates out this mission a great deal. Right? The tight relationship that this prophet has with the lamb is unbelievable extremely too tight because you will see the breaking of the seals we don't have much time then Exodus 33 verse 20 are you ready to read the word on a Friday evening so there is so much more to the servant of the Lord speaking with you right that he has not narrated before but now it's time for everything to be brought out right to the extent we are able the book of exodus 33 verse 20 including feeling the breathing and then also this the smell of the lamb. wow the lord is very mighty Exodus 33, verse 20. It says the following. Once you're there, say amen, I'm already there. It says, but he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Do you understand the gravity of entering the throne position and coming back to meet you and speak with you, instruct you? Caution you, direct you, counsel you Because he says here But he said No one can see my face For no one You you cannot see my face For no one may see me and live Meaning you will die I could have jumped into the seals of the scroll But I wanted to underscore this gravity It is not a joke. It is not a joke, right? Exodus 33 verse 22. You can even go down all the way to 23. He says, Then the Lord said, This this is a place near me where you may stand on a rock. Verse 22. When my glory passes, I'll I'll put you in a cliff in a rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I'll move, I'll remove my hand and you will see my back. But my face must not be seen. Aye. So there is such an escalation of conversation, right? Really, really, because when the glory comes to the mercy seat, the golden walkway, mercy seat, at the throne position, and then this cloud as he is. Again, that's exactly how he stands. In fact, the eyewitness account was so important because she said, very fast gained height like this when he arrived. He always very fast goes up when he sat on the mercy seat. Very, very fast. I don't want to describe more. But there is more. There is more there. When now, the cloud opens up there. And the two begin to talk, right? So there is quite a gravity here. There is more. There is more. And I remember when he lifted me and put me at a cliff like this. And then he passed by. It was such a cliff. Only here to hold me back, to hold me in position. So there is more. But this whole thing is geared towards underscoring the gravity of meeting God at His throne before we handle the breakings of the seal, the breaking of the seals. This cloud is not a joke. He is very serious. This is the Lord of Lords. And today I've revealed to you people, recently I revealed to you, right? Again, when he was quite I thought I'd seen him at a distance in a dream. The person of God the Father. I thought I'd seen him at a distance. All of a sudden I realised he had arrived near. He was very near. And then I was terrified. But this is the Lord. So I was terrorized, I was terrified. And then he said, No. For you don't fear, you are my friend. And then I also remembered at that time, I also remembered at that time, at that time I also remembered that, oh no, he's my friend. For me, he's my friend. So what amazed me is the following, Dr. Joan Impata, if you focus, what amazed me is the following. Now immediately I said, oh, he's my friend. And he said, you don't fear, you're my friend. Then this cloud wrapped him. The next moment, he was about a meter or so close to me, but this cloud is wrapped him. Do you remember that that dream I stretched out my left hand like this? And then it is this cloud that opened, then his hand, his friend. So now, now look at this now. He is wrapped in the cloud. He is wrapped in this cloud. This cloud is not a joke. He is wrapped in here. He is clothed with the cloud. Read the Bible. But it's amazing to live through some of these conversations he's having and visitations. Deuteronomy chapter four, chapter five, four to four, four to f- four to five. Deuteronomy chapter 5, 4 to 5. Before we go into the seals. Believe in me, we are about to enter the seals. Okay? And then once we take the first seal, everything will be alright. We can stop at that point. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 4 to 5. He says, The Lord spoke to you face to face. Again, the Lord spoke to you face to face out of the fire on the mountain. At that time, I stood be- between the Lord and you to declare to you the word of the Lord because you were afraid of the fire and did not go up the mountain, he said. So you see, the gravity of meeting God face to face because he is holy. And is a consuming fire that incinerates sin. Hallelujah. Exodus 33 verse 11. Exodus 33 verse 11. It says the following. The Lord would not speak... Sorry. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face... As one speaks to a friend. It's amazing what's going on. Face to face. He did this. He said. In other words, go tell them. The whole country. The whole country. The whole country. Then as an I can see you're trying to compose yourself. This is because you because they have touched you. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then in a short while the locust invaded in such a terrible manner. Numbers chapter 12 verse 8. It says the following. With him I speak face to face. Clearly, and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then, why are you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? So I said that will. This whole conversation helps you to rank the visitation, to rank the mission of the Lord. This mission, right? Okay. The book of. Genesis We need to jump a bit. Genesis chapter thirty three, verse thirty. Genesis thirty three, verse thirty. Are we, still, are we still walking together? Genesis thirty three. 32 rather, verse 30. He says the following. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying it is because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. Still emphasizing the gravity of meeting God face to face. To meet God face to face. Kukutana na anakwa it is not a joke oh yeah. Job chapter 19 the book of Job chapter 19 what a beautiful day here Mighty for the big victory. Job 19 27 He says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end He will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, Yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. So why do I bring this up? Because I'm saying in as much as it's a dread to see God face to face, but that is the yearning of every believer. So now you have to be introduced to this then. Ultimately you must see God face to face. And he goes on to say here the book of Psalm 17 17 Psalm 17 if you don't mind verse 15 Seventeen fifteen. He says, As for me, I will be vindicated and will see your face. When I awake, I'll be satisfied with seeing your likeness. Again, the aspiration of every Christian, the yearning of every believer, is that at the end of your journey, your journey of salvation, you see God face to face. Before we enter into the breaking of the seals inside the throne of God. I had to bring you the gravity of meeting God. It is not a joke. Face to face, it is not a joke. But see what a generation now that he comes to you in Kisumo In that form, you see him, you record him. Hallelujah. It's a very powerful generation then. That talks about time is over then it says the book of Matthew chapter 5 Matthew chapter 5 blessed people verse 8 says the following words blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God so you see then, it is dreadful but you have to prepare to see God face to face Who is that? God face to face and you will thank you so now he says further on here John chapter 14 verse 3 seeing God face to face hallelujah John chapter 14 verse 3 it says I'm reading 1 through 3 do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in God believe also in me my father's house has many rooms if that were not so I would have told you that I would have told you He says here that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I, verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to where I'm going. So he's talking about the people that, for, again he says, you know the way to the place where I am going. So he's talking about the people that are followers of Christ. That you have seen him go That way you follow him. To make sure you end up where he is. But, it's amazing here now, that in verse 3, it talks about taking you to where he is. So, you would inevitably live with the Lord face to face. So surely, this conversation about seeing God face to face should be at the center of the Christian worship experience, worship mission, that at the end of it, I will meet God. I must meet God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter thirteen. As we are winding down now, First Corinthians chapter thirteen. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse twelve. For now we see only reflection as a mirror then we shall see face to face now I know in part then I shall know fully even as I am fully known so he's saying that when you are in the Christian salvation today that is the precursor for going to meet God face to face that's why you are in the salvation anyway You, I've never heard of anybody saying I, I am born again. I'm, I'm in this journey. I'm in this thing because I I, long, I yearn that one day I may meet Satan face to face. Why are you people protesting violently? Why, why are you doing hands like this? Meaning you don't want? Or you? Uh, what is the issue? I can hardly hear what you're saying. Just uh, some anger chorus. The anger I can perceive. But to understand what you are saying, I need help. (laughs) You say you want to see God? You say you are tired of Satan, eh? (laughs) Then I know I am talking to the right audience, right? (laughs) May God be blessed. I tell you, the book of 1 John chapter 3 verses 2 to 3. I want to be as thorough as possible on this journey or for these two days. First John chapter two. Hi. Okay, first John chapter three, if you don't mind. Verses two to three. It says the following. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. You see that? And then it says here, all who have hope, sorry, all who have this hope in him, purify themselves just as he is pure. He's saying it is that aspiration that now instructs how you prepare, how you walk, right? The last one is Daniel chapter 7, which we did already when Daniel saw the ancient of days, right? Hallelujah. So now, I want to begin a very important part the breaking of the seals.